Hello and welcome back to Me Like Simpsons That's Impossible, a podcast where an avid Simpsons lover, such as myself, forces his girlfriend to sit through the entire videography of The Simpsons. My name is Ryan, I am the avid Simpsons lover. I'm Zoe, I'm the girlfriend who's being forced to sit through this series. And today we are on season one, episodes five and six, Bart the General and Moaning Lisa. So yeah, um, obviously quick wee recap, we've watched four episodes of season one so far. Zoe, what do you think? I thought it was going to get worse from where we were at last time, but these two episodes, I didn't mind that much. Okay, so... And that was your prediction in the last episode, it was, was that these two... You said that they would change my opinion on The Simpsons. I don't think they did, but I enjoyed the route that these two episodes went down. Okay. Kind okay. of. Well, you're I saying like, that. I like that we got to explore Bart and Lisa a lot in these two. And there was definitely some good themes that were covered in, in these two episodes. Very which were, of course... deep dark yeah. for two kids of such a young age what are they Lisa's like Lisa's eight, eight and Bart's, Bart's ten. ten we'll start off with episode five Bart the general so the synopsis of this one is after defending Lisa from school bully Nelson months Bart becomes Nelson's latest school bullying target having become sick of the harassment and torment Bart Grandpa Simpson and Herman a slightly deranged military antique store dealer with a missing arm rally the town's children into fighting back against Nelson and his cronies so I guess we'll, we'll jump straight in. Normally I would start this bit by saying about the couch gag. Yeah, this one didn't have a couch gag or even a title sequence to that. It, it had a title sequence. It loaded up by going like the Simpsons and then it yeah. just loaded into... But not the um, usual theme that we're used to. No, no, no. It wasn't the full spread out theme. The reason for that is it didn't even have a chalkboard gag or the couch gag. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that was the first episode since, except obviously the very first episode, uh, since the episode's running time was actually too long to use the normal opening sequence so instead they cut it to just an image of the simpsons house david silverman was the director and was quite stressed (laughs) at this period because he was doing storyboards for this episode while also directing episode two bart the genius so yeah that's a lot of work so they did basically a straight cut to the simpsons house to save time we don't have any time So we cut straight to the Simpsons house where Lisa's making cupcakes for her teacher, Mrs. Hoover's birthday, which is also strange because she calls her Mrs. Hoover, but I'm pretty sure it's Miss Hoover. Yeah, it's like, then doesn't Homer like come in and be like, ooh, muffins or cupcakes as Americans would call them. But then when Bart, when Marge is like, leave it alone, he's like, oh, and then just sets it down. I'm like, I feel like Homer would just eat it anyway. Yeah, he would. But he thinks that Lisa's doing it to get a good grade. He's, he yeah, thinks like a... he gives her like zero credit. No, yeah. It's, it's not really because sad. she's studying. But then Lisa's so full of herself, so she kind of deserves it. Yeah, she is. I'm so smart, Dad. That's why I get the good grit. Shut up, Lisa. No one asked. And who makes their teacher cupcakes? Have you ever heard of that? For their birthday? Uh, like outside no. of school and then bringing it into I school? I don't even think our teachers ever said when it was their birthday. Yeah. Because like... I don't even know my teacher's not... first name. So then Bart and Lisa have to quickly run to the school bus, stopping only to offer Otto a cupcake. Which... Yeah, she made one for Otto. Yeah, I, well, I wrote Bart my is notes. Livid. Yeah, I wrote my notes that Otto was probably livid that it wasn't a space cupcake. Because Bart didn't get a cupcake and Otto did, he was a bit livid and started calling yeah. Lisa all these names. I was like, lad, this is not a good tactic if you're wanting a cupcake. Well, but I mean... also, did you not think the cupcakes were a bit plain? There was no icing on them or anything. They were just muffins yeah, but from I was... the oven. I took that as a that's extra drawing to do. 
but they just didn't want to do that. I guess. I mean, look at the background characters at this point. They're blobs. Oh, literally. Some of them, there was the one whenever they were on the bus and one kid, like, I don't even think he had eyes. He was just sitting there, like, with no face. Just an awkward homunculus sitting yeah, in the back. Yeah, it was really strange. Then, of course, he apologises to Lisa because he needs a cupcake. Which and tries was to feel so nice. forced. If I was Lisa, I'd be like, nah, you blew it in the first place, man. Well, that's why she gave him the cupcake that... Fell, fell on the on bus the floor. That made me laugh. Oh, you actually. needed tetanus. It didn't that. make me laugh, but I was like, yeah, fairly so. What, it made you exhale slightly. It out made of your me nose. exhale heavily through my nose. Oh, okay. The fact that Lisa lifted the cupcake off the bus floor, I dread to think what she probably if she looked at it before putting it in, Mar- in Bart's mouth. There's probably a piece of chewing gum on there, some hair, God knows what else. Probably a dead bug. A needle, probably. At least you got some protein. Yeah, there would have been like a used needle. One of like... Uh, Otto's. I was going to say one of Otto's. They get to the Springfield Elementary School. So Lisa's showing her friend, Janie, who is a completely different character in the first season than what she is in the later seasons. I know you probably won't know who that is. But... No, I didn't even know Lisa had friends. I know she... that Bart has Millhouse. Has acquaintances? She doesn't really have any friends, does she? Not it's really. Sad. Okay, I'll be your friend. I won't. I hate Lisa. Yeah. And uh, then one of the weasels, which is one of Nelson's uh, cronies. What was... He was being horrible. Like, he was taking a bite and throwing one over. So I was like, you're not even hungry. Like, you're just being a dick. He took a single bite out of each cupcake and threw it over his shoulder. Yeah. It's just a waste, man. Like, I actually would have punched him in the face. I would have done went full-blown, like, Hermione on Draco. Well, that's what Bart did. Yeah, because he, he did. stand up to Which to the was weasel nice and to fight see. him. I didn't think I thought he would just let Lisa get bullied. I have a feeling it's just more because Bart didn't really get one. Yeah, so this kid got to eat the cupcakes. So yeah. it was a selfish reason he did it. Well, but obviously Bart gets picked up by Nelson and accidentally punches him. I hate Nelson. Like well, you do not. I kind of feel for him in a bit because I'm like, right, clearly you have some deep psychological issues, <laughs> but I literally, he's so annoying. Did Nelson do his trademark laugh? Like I don't his... think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, perfect impression there. Thanks. Nancy Cartwright was in the room. Is, does she do his voice too? Yeah, she does. Wow. She does like all the school kids basically, except Lisa. I hope she got paid more than anyone else, apart from the animators. <laughs> no, they did not. Hmm. Um, but I would say, um, yeah, I don't think his trademark laugh comes in until like way later on. No. But um, he makes Nelson bleed his own blood. Have you yeah, ever he was like, got in a fight? I mean, to be fair, I've never really got in a fight. But have you ever seen a fight where someone has someone else's blood on them? If you have blood anywhere, it's going to be one of the others. Yeah, the fact that Nelson was just like, no, it's fine. It'll be his blood. Oh, wait, no, it's mine. And he made a bigger deal out of that. But like, I do find it worse if you have the other person's blood on you. Like, do you remember? We watched my Mad Max Fury Road last weekend. Yeah. Uh, for the first time. Absolutely incredible film thoroughly enjoyed it go see it what a lovely day it was outstanding and i can't believe i've went this long without seeing that film but when tom hardy comes back from the like the spoiler alert in case no (laughs) (laughs) when tom hardy comes like out of like this like a sandy dust oh right yes yeah and he has like blood on his head and they're like oh god no you're bleeding are you okay and then the girl just goes it isn't his blood and it was really ominous and like, ooh, you know it's bad whenever you have the other person's blood on you. So I assume Nelson gets into really bad fights. But you'd have to fight. You'd have to hit them so hard that, that it, it causes squirts. them to spurt yeah. out into your face. That's horrible. But then like even the principal comes along and is like, all right, everyone move on. 
Yeah, yeah. So what happens next is obviously Bart shits his pants, tells Nelson it was an accident. Nelson tells him he gets him, he'll get him after class, to which he tries to defend himself. But Skinner, as in the principal, just goes, oh, no, no, yeah, he'll get you after school. Come on, it's time for class. Yeah. The principal did nothing. He doesn't like Bart, though. He couldn't care less. But there's not really a... I mean, there is a wee bit. I mean, I suppose in Bart the Genius, you've seen a wee bit of it. But in that episode, you didn't really see much of Skinner's actual, like, hatred towards Bart. He just seems the same as he another kid. He just kind of like, all right, Simpson, move along. So Bart obviously daydreams in class, thinks about getting obliterated. But he then goes to lunch. So everyone sees Bart as a hero. And Nelson and his weasels pound through the crowd to intimidate Bart, meeting him at 3.15 at the flagpole. That was so, like, dramatic. Well, I meet you at 3.15 yeah, in the flagpole. Yeah, it was just all like, dun, dun, dun. But they scheduled but do it do you remember in. whenever his... Yeah, so he, like, schedules his bullying sessions. Yeah, and he has four other beatings on the schedule this afternoon. Jeez. Like, what if skills you... actually like that? So, including Bart... And thankfully, he was never bullied, so I don't know if you have to pencil in. You don't have to pencil in. <laughs> You're like, I can speaking speak... from experience. Speaking from personal experience, you don't have to pencil in. It's more of a surprise... Crying. Billy. <laughs> yeah. Nelson has the anxiety effect. You know, like how horror movies use the suspense to really build up your anxiety? Yeah. Which is sometimes I find worse than the jump scare. Yeah. He just likes to make sure you're thinking of him the rest of the day, knowing that you're going to get beat at the end. But if you think about it, that's five, including Bart, that's five kids he beats up that day. Ralph is probably one of them. Uh, Ralph probably doesn't remember Martin... the day before. That's probably why Ralph's so stupid. <laughs> Martin will be another one of them. Yeah, 100%. But that's five kids in one day. Mm-hmm. If he's doing that every day, that's 25 kids a week. His knuckles must be screwed up. That's what you're worried about. No, but like seriously. <laughs> the kids' like... faces. Yeah, that's true. So Bart imagines his funeral to which Nelson just that pumps was him so... during an I open coffin. I literally wrote in my notes that was fucked up. He was just punching a dead body yeah. that had a muffin on He was on literally beating a dead horse. Yeah. But also, like, whenever Homer turns up and he's like, thanks for the day off work, Bart, because I had to come to your funeral. And, like, Marge was standing there and I was like, is she not going to say anything? And that was, like, her only son. She did? I know she did, but, like, it just took her so long to that I was like, oh, my God, no one cares that Bart's dead. And then Lisa was, like, kind of nice to him. And then Nelson turns up and, like... But it's also funny how in Bart's daydream, he didn't consider the fact that, like, Nelson would probably be under investigation for his murder. It was just like, he'd turn up and just punch his corpse. Well, we've already established Nelson beats up at least 25 kids in yeah. a standard school week. I don't think there's an investigation. That's mad. I've done the math, mm-hmm. Zoe. I've crunched the numbers. Crunched the, I've crunched the numbers. It seems to be about roughly 25 kids, which times by pi is about... Are you working out the, cir- the circumference? The of circumference the kids. of the kids, um, you would get about a hundred kids a month in a standard school year. No Ten wonder months, he you'd have a thousand minions. kids. Oh my goodness! If if he beats up five kids every day after school, except maybe a Friday, maybe it might go soft on Friday. They should all team up together and get like throttle them. Wow! Spoiler alert. What do they? <gasps> you watch the episode. Oh my god! I pay so much attention <laughs> to this series, guys. Oh my god. Spoiler alert. <laughs> After that, my God, Zoe, it's like, it's like premonition. Oh, Jesus. So Bart goes to the flagpole after school at 3.15. Gets his... <laughs> I'm such a bimbo. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to deny that at this point. 
Bart gets his face then deconstructed and then reconstructed again mm-hmm. uh, before Nelson warns him he'll get him again tomorrow at 3.15. So there's already proof that he gets him several times. So yeah. my calculations are correct. Mm-hmm. He then gets thrown into a bin, to, to which I can heavily relate to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can laugh about it now, guys. Anyone that's listening. Yes, when I was in school, I was thrown into a bin. But I Did was... they put you in the bin just to see if you would fit? They... Put they in... knew that you would fit, that's why you were put in the bin. They put me in a bin because, do you remember Facebook used to have those stupid days like like punch a ginger and stuff like no, that? Oh, yeah. The well, events. this one was put a small person, and small person, by the way, is me being politically correct. Yeah. Put a small person in a bin. and they, You were the small person. I was the small person in that scenario. <laughs> People suck. <laughs> Conveniently, though, whenever Bart gets put in the bin and kicked down a hill, it takes him home. Yeah, like a free, he free, rolls, free trip. He rolls up outside Mine was, his I wasn't front that door. lucky. No. I just got banana peel on my shoe. But... Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. So Bart gets out of the bin, walks into his house. Stumbles into he his house. He stumbles in, to which Homer goes into the bathroom to find out what's the matter with him and yeah, finds Bart he, in tears. He just rolled into the bath. That's me when I'm hungover. <laughs> there is no place on this earth like a cold, empty bath whenever you're hanging. Bart is in tears over getting bullied by Nelson, which is... You know, you don't really normally see Bart upset. Yeah, so I it was it quite kind sad. of a moment that I was kind of like, oh, I kind of want to hug him. Like, I hope Homer doesn't go in and, like, give him shit. Well, he helps him dry his tears with a hairdryer. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Marge obviously overhears that he's being bullied because Marge is a perv and eavesdrops. It doesn't make her a perv. It does make her a perv. It's a perv. Um, he's going to the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. That's a he's private area. He's in the area. bath crying. If your son is in the bath crying, you go into the bathroom. So he, she tells Bart then to tell the principal like he was any fucking help before, as if that would have actually done anything. But Homer would rather Bart die than violate the code of the schoolyard. That's what tell Bart, the Bart said it before. I think was it uh, Milhouse told him to go to the principal and he was like, I, I can't. Lisa violate the code of the schoolyard yes and then homer also knows the code of the schoolyard yeah i'm like dude that could have changed since you've been at school well the three rules are never tell always pick on someone different than you and never say anything unless everyone agrees with you so marge explains the principle of bullies that he's dumb and fat and that's why he bullies and is all all, he's in all the same special classes as bart is that relevant to your school bullies was he in all the special classes that you were (laughs) like so homer then tells him to fight and tells him teaches him how to fight by throwing mud literally biting the head off a punching bag and if bart's get if bart gets the chance hit him in the family jewels yes as a the kid family jewels i never knew what the family jewels were oh really i was like i, I mean, knew i know them as the crown jewels but bart tries this tactic it gets absolutely rinsed again excuse the fact that i'm opening some reese's peanut butter cups to eat are you done no i'm chewing it that's great so after bart gets absolutely rinsed again Lisa tells him to go see... Yeah, in the bin where it shows up at his door again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelson's very good at kicking this bin. Oh, yeah, it's like... Please stop. It's so good. So Lisa goes and tells Bart to see Grandpa due to him being good at fighting. Quote, unquote, the fight that he put up with when they put him in a home. (laughs) That was the only funny part of this whole episode. So Grandpa Simpson is introduced properly, writing a complaint to a TV studio. And he doesn't want to hear the term family jewels on TV again, which is actually pretty funny. He lists several words he never wants to hear on TV again. I remember turning to you and going, I'm sorry, but this is absolutely genius writing. 
Why? Because he's saying it on TV. He was saying it on TV. Like, yeah. I just find that really funny. The words being bra, horny, and family jewels. Mm-hmm. But the episode actually had problems with censors who oh, didn't really? want the characters to say family jewels on primetime TV. Why? But the producers ignored the notes and... What else were they going to say? The privates? Get them. Hit them in the gooch. <laughs> right up there. So Grandpa takes him to someone who can help. Herman at Herman's Military Antiques. Now, if you remember, in Homer's Odyssey, which is episode three, Bart's class were on the field trip to the to the power plant. When they first get on the school bus, their teacher, Edna, mentions to the kids not to stick their arm out of the window, as they all know the tragic story of the young boy who stuck his arm out of a moving bus and got it ripped off by a moving truck coming in the opposite direction. If you think about it, though, what arm was that? That was... His well, I mean, right? I don't know. I was his... I think it I don't was. Know. I think it was his right, but in America, yeah, well, yeah, would it not be his left if it was a car coming the opposite way? Wow, I didn't think about it that way. Unless he was turning around and waving back the way. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. But I'm not sure what arm it was, but I have a no. I think you're right. That they're incorrect. The Simpsons has a plot hole. <laughs> Zoe, in the last episodes, there was a kid that didn't have a body at one point, yeah, I and know. you. Oh, you didn't a, say that was a plot hole. For an entire scene. <laughs> so this is obviously, this episode's a callback to this scene because the military store dealer, Herman, has one arm and mentions that when your teacher tells you not to stick your arm out of the school bus, you better listen. Yeah. So I think that's, it's and kind of a, a nice don't, callback. Don't swing on the back of your seat because you'll fall, hit your head and die like that one kid. Oh yeah, heard everyone about. knew that one kid. In the Czech dub of the episode, due to a quote unquote liberal translation, Herman is actually more of a Nazi character. He oh God, greets no. Bart by saying, Sig Heil, mein Juge. What does I, that mean? I don't know. It sounds like, like something my dude. Wait, let me let me Google it. Let me Google it. Okay, I did a quick Google search mm. and it 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 means I will heal my boy. I don't know if he's talking about his arm. Is that correct? I wouldn't trust Google Translate, man. Here, I used it uh, my GCSE French and it worked fine. <laughs> Win, heal, my boy. Uh, that's 100% Maybe it what just he meant. means like, hello, hello, my boy. Yeah, but... That's, that's... kind of funny, though, because it does sound like he's saying like, hi, my dude. Yeah, that's that's fun enough. But then, then he tells Bart, instead of sticking his... Instead of not to stick his hand out the window... In the Czech dub, he tells them to never do the Hitler salute out of a moving bus's window. Oh, my good lord. So... Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, lads. So there's obviously some cultural differences in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. If you watch the episode, if you watch any episode dubbed in French, Homer's signature do is translated to to, so T apostrophe O-H, <laughs> and the Spanish version translates it to just ouch. Oh, fair. But the... That is what it means. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, Dan Castellaneta, the voice behind Homer, told The Hollywood Reporter that in the script it's written as annoyed grunt, but he based the sound off Jimmy Finlayson's do in the Lauren Hardy films. So it's kind of based off Lauren Hardy. Love it. Love Lauren Hardy. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. In the Arabic episodes, Homer drinks soda as opposed to beer to keep with their uh, customs and cultures. Do they not drink? No, no Muslims uh, don't drink alcohol. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm not very well dubbed in no, I... um, different cultures and 
uh, religions. But he eats Egyptian beef sausages instead of hot dogs to coincide with Islamic customs. And in the Arabic, and the Arabic version mm-hmm. of The Simpsons, Homer is also called Omar Shamshin. Wow. So instead of The Simpsons, it's The Shamshins. The sham- Shamshins. The Shamshins. That's it's really hard to say, actually, quite quickly. The Shamshins. <laughs> it sounds like I've got a fill my... It sounds like Sean Connery is trying to watch The, the Simpsons. Did you enjoy The Shamshins this morning? So, The Shamshins... So Herman tells Bart Shamshun that he needs an army and a declaration of war to beat the bully. Bit far-like, but if it works, it works, you know. Mm. So Bart recruits his mates and his classmates in his treehouse. I mean, we've already crunched the numbers. There's at least a thousand kids. I mean, some have been doubled <laughs> no, up, possibly. No, it'll just be the same kids. No, no, Zoe, I've crunched the numbers. Okay. It's about a thousand kids, okay. give or take. Okay. In that one little treehouse. In that one little treehouse. Okay. Promising them victory and good times to beat Nelson. Mm-hmm. Which obviously then goes to... When he turns up from being beat up by Nelson. Yeah, and there's hangs his hat that he just mm-hmm. coughed up on the... On a pig. He really a, shouldn't just I, bring the hat to I school. I find that a weird uh, add-on that they did. That's the second time he was wearing a random baseball cap and then coughed it up. Yeah, and Bart doesn't wear hats normally. No, I find it really strange. It was a strange choice. So this goes to an army training montage, which has obviously the episode in itself. It was repeated like 12 million times and I wanted to shoot myself at this stage. <laughs> bit, of, bit of exaggeration there, Zoe. Mm. You know, mm. we've we've already established that I'm the one that's an expert in Maz here. Yeah. Don't be trying to, to guess anything here. This is... I'll, I'll, I'll stay on my lane. Yes, please do. So <laughs> this goes to an army training montage, but the... The episode itself, obviously, with being called Bart the General, has a lot of references to war films. Lifted directly from the 1970 film Patton, which I've never seen, but the music, several lines of dialogue, and the scene where Bart slaps a kid called Card for being a disgrace. By the way... He looked like a Tesco's value uh, millhouse. Genuinely, the kid is called Card. That is the only thing he's referenced to. Yeah. Like Coward. Yeah, like Coward. But I can't pronounce that. They actually called him, like, Coward. Well, that's what he's just known as, the character. Coward. Coward. But Fox owned the rights to Patton, so it was no problem to use the, the soundtrack. The marching sequence, which is the one you hate, yeah. is a nod to... literally just repeated over and over and over and over and over and over again. Well, it was a nod to Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket yeah. from 1987. Bo, shake it, and a golf ball a garden hose. As well as the children appearing as silhouettes as they climb the gymnasium at sunset. The marching chant, which again you hate, is in some ways... Um, I like the chant from I've been told. yeah, yeah, it's very much meant to be uh, from the nineteen forty nine war film Battleground, um, and then I the longest day is very, also referenced. That's like a very referenced thing. Well, the, like, I don't know what yeah, I've been like told. in any movie or TV show where you see people like training up to like battle or beat someone, they're always being like singing that chant, like in Camp Rock when they enter and they're doing their Camp Rock. <laughs> That's a workout by itself. Isn't it? <laughs> so Herman is completely insane, creating a battle plan using a map of Springfield with um with, with what he calls a saturation bombing, essentially yeah, water balloons. Was, I think yeah. that's a great term. Yeah, saturation. You know, I don't bombing. want. I want. I don't want to have water fights. I want to have saturation bombings. Don't think. Don't say that too loud in Belfast. <laughs> okay, saturation play fights. Yeah. So then they go to Nelson and they find him and his weasels walking around with their squishies. One is getting the flavour blue, which yeah, that, I mean... That, I looked at you and I went, blue is blue. What flavour did you get? Blue! Oh, come on, have you ever 
ever to walked fair, in anytime. to get a slush puppy and you've said the yeah. actual flavour. You've either said red, blue, yeah. mixed, the or cinema. cola. Oh, I missed doing that. Going to get a Tango Ice Blast. And... This episode was recorded during the pandemic. Yeah. Sadly. It's now been a year. It's coming up to a year. It's coming up to a year. I haven't been to the cinema since last March. When we went to see Tenet. Cry. Or was that June? That was June, I ah. think. So Bart's artillery attacks furiously, just drenching the fucker. It felt so good to see that, like from a personal standpoint, oh, yeah, seeing the bully definitely. just get his shit kicked in. You love in. Them to see them getting their own, but like normally... I thought it was going to take a turn then where we all, <laughs> I get so angry at movies and stuff that do this, but I understand they're being the bigger person, but see whenever the bully or the bad guy gets a taste of his own medicine, but then someone walks up and is like, no, we're going to be friends. I'm going to forgive you. But then they just end up being a dick. Like the bully is still a dick to them and no one learned anything. No one learned anything. I thought it was going to end up like that. Well, they ended it with them all celebrating with Nelson tied up. Mm -hmm. And when Bart and his army defeat them, the sealer kid, or just a kid dressed as a sealer, kisses Lisa in a similar fashion yeah, to like that famous... The New York kiss. Yeah, the famous the photograph at V-Day in, in uh, Times Square. I really like that photo. But it looks like the most uncomfortable kiss I've ever seen in my life. Though you could run over to me and try and smitch me and I'd be like, get away, boy. But Bart can't untie Nelson for fear of beating him to death. Dearth, dearth. Try again. Bart can't untie Nelson for fear of beating him to death. It's kind of funny whenever you see them work, trying to work out the contract and Nelson's just sitting watching TV with Homer and everyone. <laughs> like just tied just, up. Just tied up, yeah. yeah. But her, as Zoe said, Herman draws up an armistice treaty and gets both Bart and Nelson to sign. And then the episode just ends yeah. with them all eating cupcakes. So technically yeah. you were right up? in saying that they just they're just friends yes he got it yeah coming but to him, it's not but... the whole oh the hero then is like look i'll give you the benefit of the doubt but the bad guy ends up being the bad guy anyway like nelson yeah true he actually for did now sign. is not bullying for now bart but the episode ends with bart doing like an infographic where he tells you to learn more about war in your local library i mean it's sure it's educational like what? Yeah, why i don't know um i think it would have been also a bit more like Obviously, we all need to learn about that kind of stuff, but they should have zoned in on the bullying. Well, they did. I mean, they did really, really um, focus on that. Yeah. The design of Herman having only one arm was actually inspired by the look of the writer John Schwarzwelder. I don't know if I'm butchering his name. You probably are. But Herman's voice was partly inspired by George Bush and performed by Harry Shearer. The original idea with Herman was that every time he would be shown, he would have a different story as to why he only had one arm. Kind of like the guy in Ratatouille that kills a guy with his thumb, or he has a weird story. I was going to say, like, Nick Fury, but he doesn't have a different story every time. No. There is someone really famous who has a different story every time. Oh, have you ever seen in interviews when 21 pilots are asked how they met oh, right, and yeah. became friends yeah. and every time it's a different story yeah it's, it's kind of really like that funny. it's kind of like that um but this is the first episode to be written by uh john swartzwelder who mm -hmm. has written more simpsons episodes out of anyone however he's quite a strange guy he wrote 59 episodes from 1990 to 2003 um he's famously reclusive like extremely extremely reclusive like george r, r. martin like george no he's like ex more so really um except for his infrequently updated Twitter account. He's very rarely in it. Sometimes he's actually in the background of The Simpsons and is not in an on-speaking role. But in a commentary episode for one 
episode of The Simpsons, Matt Groening reveals that Schwarzwelder actually liked to write his scripts while sitting in a diner booth, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. <laughs> After California banned smoking in restaurants in 1995, Groening claims Schwarzwelder bought a diner booth to set up in his own home so we that could write in comfort. is what I aspire to. That is fantastic. So he actually has a dining booth in his home that he smokes, drinks coffee and writes in because that's where he feels comfortable writing. That's and fair. he's wrote more episodes of The Simpsons than anyone. So the moral of the story is if you want to write a successful cartoon television show, you should go to a diner, smoke and drink coffee. I think it's just find an environment that you like, but sure, we'll go with that. Yep. I prefer mine. Thanks. <laughs> Bart the General and Seinfeld's The Tape were actually used by a Dartmouth College experiment to study brain activity in relation to humorous moments in television shows. Well, I can tell you that episode was not humorous in any way. <laughs> well, the results actually published in a 2004 issue of an academic journal known as Neurological. For anyone interested in this, the researchers noted that during moments of humour detection, so I think just funny moments, significant brain activation was noted in the left posterior middle temporal gyrus and the left interior frontal gyrus, so in the temporal lobes and the frontal lobes of the brain. If I was hooked up to a machine and had to watch the US office, I would be on the floor. Like, that machine would be lighting up like mad. Would it tickle your left posterior middle temporal gyrus or even the left interior frontal gyrus? At least 12 times that's, in each episode. That's all I want in a man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> so, I mean... I know you kind of laughed, exhaled, you exhaled, but you didn't really properly didn't. laugh this Were time again. Were you watching me as I watched this episode? Always. Did Always. my face change at all? Yeah. Exactly. No. Exactly. Not really. But, I mean, how many saturation bombings would you give this one out of ten? <laughs> of all the things. Not... Lisa's cupcakes. Nope, saturation bombings. Okay. We're, we're, we're running with this, though. We're running with this. Well, so far, before watching the next episode and stuff, this was the one I enjoyed the most. Because mm -hmm. I think the most happened. I got to know Bart a little bit more. Got to see life outside the family. I feel like we haven't really explored outside the family yet. I know we're, on, we're only on, like, episode five. I think I would give it... Seven out of ten. Ooh, is that your highest rating so far? I think so. I can't remember what the other ones are. I can't even remember the last episode. <laughs> well, I take that as a win. I think we're going in the right direction, to be honest. And I think that if I had have seen this one on TV, the next time The Simpsons came on, I wouldn't turn it off as quickly. Ooh, so we're going in a good direction here. I still hate it, but... <laughs> Well, did it yeah. change your opinion on any of the characters? Um, I got to see a Bart, a Bart of side. A Bart got, of side. I got to see a side of Bart that I never thought I'd see, like a vulnerable kind of thing. Because anytime yeah. I see him, he's the, like the, the idea I have of Bart in my head is he winds up his sister. Mm -hmm. He just wants to play like video games. Him and Milhouse have like some weird bromance, and he's just like a prankster mm -hmm. and is really bad in school. So I got to see like this side where it's like, oh, like none of his friends are sticking out up for him. I honestly thought like Milhouse would never leave his side ever, but he like didn't really help very much. And it was nice to see him sticking up for Lisa, but now I think we both kind of agree that was probably more for the cupcakes yeah. than Lisa, which yeah. I don't blame him for. I would go to the cupcakes as well. 
But, um, yeah, no, like, I enjoyed this because it was... I, I don't know if I'd say I enjoyed it. It gave me more enjoyment than the previous episodes. Okay. I'm willing to give it a chance now. I Okay. Like, we're recording these episodes, like, quite a while in advance to releasing them. And it's been, what, maybe about two weeks since we've watched the Simpsons episode. Yeah. Because after the last two, I just didn't want to. It was so much effort to get to force uh... her to sit down and watch it, which is exactly why, I mean, I wanted to too, but we watched Mad Max straight after them. Yeah, literally. You know. But I'm still not, I don't understand why it's still so popular. So you're not sold on the idea of the Simpsons, but no. that episode at least I don't understand go... why it's so popular. I don't get the hype. Oh, okay. I'm still not, I wouldn't call myself a fan of The Simpsons, but it was nice to spend time with Bart. On to the next one. Episode six of season one is Moaning Lisa, obviously a play on Mona Lisa. Mo- Ma- uh, let me say it again. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. That's how you pronounce it though. Um, obviously a play <laughs> By on... Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Synopsis for this episode is Lisa basically develops the blues. Um, which is noticeable to the people around her. People around her find it very, very difficult to cheer her up, and it seems as though nothing is going to make her feel better. But will we find out? Bless her heart. Bless her cotton socks. As much as I don't like her, bless her cotton socks. The couch gag in this time, so we have a couch gag. Mm -hmm. The family all try to squeeze onto the couch. This time Maggie pops... Where's your pop? There we go. Pops up into the air, and Marge catches her. Out of ten? Zero. What? Why? This is the third time that they've done this joke. But it was a different character. <laughs> I don't care. This is the third time they've done this joke. Do you think we should just get a bigger couch? Yes. Yes, I do. So it starts with Lisa staring at herself in the mirror, glumly, and Homer banging on the door to probably take his morning shit. Mm-hmm. As you do. But, you know, when you when you look into your own eyes and you don't recognise the person staring back, it's very... Very moving. I mean, this episode is very, very moving. It really puts it mental health into was. perspective. As much as I... For something in the 90s as well. Yeah, this episode was in 1990. Um, It was a very strange exploration. Yeah, um, they don't just touch on mental health. They touch on a child's mental health and the fact that a yeah. child shouldn't, quote-unquote, feel that way. I literally have in my notes... This is actually... <laughs> this is what I've written. This is actually kind of sad. She's so young to have these thoughts. And then I wrote Defo Me in 2020. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. She's literally so young yeah. to be feeling like this. But it's literally just, wasn't it you? This is, once again, the psychology coming in mm-hmm. that told me that no matter what age you are, the stress that you actually feel at that age is the same no matter what age you are. Because obviously, depending on if you're a child, teenager, adult, um, you have different priorities in your life. Yeah, it's what you place. If you take milk off a baby, it's the end of the world to them. Uh-huh. They literally will cry over spilt milk. That's like the same amount of Just stress losing a mortgage or as something. an adult if you lost your house or something like that, which is crazy perspective. Mm-hmm. So all the families in the kitchen eating breakfast with Homer running around looking for his keys, Bart obviously teasing him where they are. Marge offers only two cupcakes between Bart, Lisa and and Homer. Lisa rejects it, saying, A simple cupcake will bring me no pleasure. Which is so deep. Can I point out, no mm-hmm. one asked if she was okay after she said that. Yeah, they just ignored it and she just what? walked out the door. That but was that, so bad. Bad parenting. But that was Zero the point of, of like, they, they don't know that a child can feel like that. Yeah, she literally said it out loud and they didn't go, Oh, Lisa, you alright? 
So we go to Lisa's school band practicing My Country Tis of Thee. No. No. <laughs> yes. It wasn't. It was. It was. It my... wasn't. What do you mean? It was the British national anthem. It was God Save the Queen. Right. Why are, why is an elementary school making kids play, American kids play, God Save the Queen? So, for everyone listening, My Country Tis of Thee is a patriotic American song. No, it's not. Let me finish. But it's based on the melody of the British national Queen anthem, God Save Liz the Queen. is spit-taking her tea right now. Spit-taking her tea? Spit-taking, like, <laughs> with her tea right now. She is like, I'm not having this. So Mr. Largo, the band teacher, says to Lisa, there's no room for crazy bebop in my country tis of thee. In the gods of the queen. Well, it's a reference to obviously bebop jazz, which is, as playing the saxophone, is what she's... Lisa tries to stand out, do her own thing with her saxophone, but obviously gets yelled at. And then basically she's... She's just really depressed, obviously, because she keeps being told off when she wants That's, to do her own thing. Can I... But, like, I mean, she picked the wrong time to do it. No, she didn't. I'm all for this. Schools limit creativity. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing they with you totally there. They totally limit creativity. I do not think that people in music class or art class or any class, for that matter, should be limited in their creativity. And for once in my life, I am on Lisa Simpson's side. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with this. I'm no. just going to let this play out. I am on Lisa Simpson's side. This is personal progress for me. I said it. It is on record that I am taking Lisa's side. But also this episode is very hard hitting and she's eight and she's depressed. And I find that really sad. Okay. So Lisa. <laughs> Lisa's in I'm the cafeteria. Lisa's in the cafeteria eating. I mean, it looks like a blended plumpus. Uh, yeah. Plumpus. I said that. I was like, what the fuck's on her tray? And you were like, it looks like a blended plumbus. <laughs> So Bart starts a food fight and you pointed out something to me here. A fucking watermelon flew across the screen. <laughs> I was has, like, right. He has is, a whole is, fucking watermelon. Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles was just at the back of the fucking cafeteria. Watermelon sugar yeet. <laughs> <laughs> I am proud of that joke. So <laughs> I think I'm broke Zoe. I'm She's been... After the watermelon uh, incident. So at gym, Lisa isn't dodging the dodgeballs. Dip, dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Yep. The five D's she, of dodgeball. She ball. wasn't doing the rules. So why wasn't Lisa getting out of the way of those balls? Because she was too sad. Those big rubbery I balls. I can't. I simply, simply can't. can't. Genuinely though, uh, she was just too sad. And that is actually the reason she gave for not wanting to Which... engage in PE broke me a wee bit yeah to be honest i was like she's eight years old and that teacher didn't ask if she was okay this is twice now the adults have not asked if this child is okay that's the point of the episode to highlight it it was upsetting (laughs) so at the simpsons house where homer and bart are playing a boxing game homer is completely shite at it and bart knocks the crap out of him Almost reminds me of Floyd and McGregor. Homer in this scene is me playing GTA anytime I'm Trevor. <laughs> he was screaming, get up, get up, you need to get up. And I was like, oh my God. Well, if you look at the controllers, it kind of resembles like an Atari 2600 did, joysticks. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the graphics on the TV kind of suggest maybe it's like Mike Tyson's punch out or like Slugfest. Or- there was one thing I did notice. I'm not sure if it was in this scene or later on when they're playing it. But I was kind of like, oh, how do you know which one's Homer and which one's Bart? But then I realized the characters on screen have the same head shape 
uh, and by same head shape one has spiky hair and one's bald yeah <laughs> and I, I was like that was a clever little nod just so that you could keep track of who was who obviously homer's the one getting beat the fuck up yeah there was obviously a note then from the school telling the family that lisa was too sad to play dodgeball homer said she doesn't look sad and there's no tears in her eyes i mean that's everyone's answer to that depression isn't it <laughs> deep man you don't look sad. Everyone has a better, like, worse than you. You shouldn't be sad. So Homer obviously has no idea how to react to Lisa's existential crisis and how there's so much suffering in the world, which one, at eight years old... <laughs> one thing, I know that they don't have to cover this, but one thing that I'm a little kind of like, hmm, about is, like, what triggered this? Was it a build-up of everything that we're seeing in this episode? Like, is it... Was it the struggle she's going through um, band? And then... Like, but that's the only real struggle that we see is a band and at home. I think it just starts that she realizes that like, I mean, she does kind of say it, as I said there in Homer's knee, you know, like there's so much suffering in the world and how can yeah. we be happy when... And I know that she goes on to like being vegetarian and stuff. So she already, I guess that's them setting up. I bit my tongue as I said that. <laughs> I guess that's just sort of setting up her character that she has this sympathetic and empathetic side. But mm-hmm. it's a really fucking extreme way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it goes back again to Homer and Bart playing the, the the boxing game. Again, Homer's getting rinsed. Really, really random B-plot to in such uh, a deep episode. Yeah, but I think it's the light and the humor a wee bit. I guess, but it's you know, just... Because at the end of the day, it's still comedy. They're proper, like, just contrasting storylines. It's really strange. Would well, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me when we play Mortal Kombat or Injustice and you just keep hitting the same button over and over again. That is cheating. That is cheating. Don't keep punching my ankles. You do all the moves and you do me fireballs and stuff. You just punch my ankles. It's That's more cheating. so just whenever I'm Poison Ivy in Injustice and I keep doing like the slashes at your ankles with my vines. <laughs> you get so angry. It's because it's not- That is not playing the game and it's cheating. I am the Bart to your Homer boy. <laughs> so Homer blames his bad playing on lisa loudly playing her saxophone upstairs oh bless her heart yeah so obviously homer shouts at her she cries homer feels bad and tells her to keep playing i don't like lisa but i don't want her to cry there was only one time though you giggled and it was when lisa was just after lisa stopped was it when crying. she cried no it actually wasn't it was you did laugh <laughs> no, no not this part you, you did laugh i'm so but immature it was for the wrong reason i'm so immature when lisa is told to be quiet she just says, it's okay, dad. I'll just work on my fingering. And you pissed yourself. I am 25 years old. You're I'm, a child. I am such a child. <laughs> I mean, I mean, whatever she wants to do in a privacy room, Here, bedroom, fine by her. you can't throw me under the bus. You laughed as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But I am a child. I'm only 24. <laughs> I am allowed to get away with this. It's, the, it's not the threshold of 25 yet. But Lisa here is playing outside the window. Causing her to go on an adventure to find this random saxophone playing. It was really, really loud. Yeah, if you think about it, how was everyone not hearing this? Yeah. Why was there no noise complaints? Well, he was no, across the city. Marge did because she heard it when the plot wanted her to hear it. But it ends up being Bleeding Gums Murphy on the same bridge, and you actually, you actually realise this too. Bleeding Gums Murphy's playing on the same bridge Homer was actually going to jump off in one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. So I noticed that, but do you not remember? I what? I pointed it out to you. Like, obviously you knew it, but when it zoomed out after this whole scene is over, and I said to you, I went, is that the bridge Homer went to commit suicide off? And you said yes. And I noticed that there wasn't a stop sign. 
mm-hmm. and he petitioned for there to be a stop sign and got it passed. They haven't put up the stop sign yet, Ryan. Marge is in bed with Homer, but she's having a traumatizing nightmare about having to smile whilst being depressed in order to show what a good mother she has. She was forced by her, her mum to smile. Uh, basically, she was just too worried and concentrating on what lots of other people think about her, which is, of course, a very common symptom of, of depression. Mm-hmm. Homer, though, is having a nightmare of getting his ass kicked in the boxing game. Same. Um, Lisa is having the time of her life at this bridge with a stranger, just playing sax, just jamming together. A little bit called weird. Bleeding but... gums, because he's never been to a dentist. Yeah, that was weird. That was gross. Lisa complains in her song, so they do like a wee jam, and then she complains she in her like, song. I, my dad belongs in a zoo. Yeah. And my brother sucks dick. <laughs> I mean, that's paraphrasing, but generally the theme. Uh, but she complains that her mum threw away her last cupcake. If you go back, she, yeah, was, she offered, was offered, but she rejected it. Blinking Gums gives her good advice. Blues isn't about making yourself feel better. It's about making other people feel worse. Too true, my Ooh. lad. Rest in peace, you cheeky king. Marge rocks up telling Lisa to get away from that jazz man as Bleeding Gums was so, telling her he was playing at the jazz hall. So, let me fill in the gap here. Yeah. So we don't actually see Marge leave the house, but we know that she is aware that music is coming from somewhere whenever she tries to get back to sleep after her nightmare. Mm-hmm. I reckon she gets up, she hears a saxophone. Obviously, she'll think, oh, like, is Lisa outside or something? Goes to Lisa's room, checks that she isn't there. So hops in her car and follows the music like mm-hmm. mad to the bridge yeah. where her husband nearly threw himself off. Yeah. But when Homer left a suicide note and pretty much told them where he was going to be, they walked. They walked to that bridge. Her daughter <laughs> goes missing and she drives. I think Marge has priorities. Yeah. Maybe maybe Homer was parked or his car in the driveway was parked in front of hers and she couldn't get out. Yeah, that's a good point. But she could have then just took Homer's car. Yeah, she could have, yeah. yeah. The, the, the argument is still invalid. I mean, yeah. she didn't even get changed. No. But anyway, Bleeding Gums tells uh, Lisa that he was playing at this place called the Jazz Hole, which people think might be a reference to New York City jazz club Birdland, which is in a basement, but named for the saxophonist Charlie Parker. But a lot of people also think it's just because it sounds like asshole when you say it quickly. Like jazz the, Hole. The Jazz Hole. Um, Marge is very upset about <laughs> I Lisa. I like that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. The jazz Hole. Marge is very upset about Lisa and worried about her, but Bart tries to use another Mo prank call to cheer up Lisa. This time it was a uh, Mr. Jockstrap, which I thought was funny. Yeah, it was uh, alright. Lisa isn't entertained though. No, are you I not entertained? I was not entertained. You were not I'm entertained. With Le- I empathize with Lisa a lot. In this is episode. a strange character development for you. Mm-hmm. The character arc is off the charts here. <laughs> Homer goes to the local arcade though to learn how to play good at the boxing game to destroy Bart at it later. Um, the background What's noise with of the, all ar- the adults in this episode hanging out with children. The background noise of the arcade is actually the music from the Tetris arcade machine. Oh. But uh, yeah, bloody Karen runs into Homer, yeah. telling him as a grown man he should be ashamed of himself playing games. How but, dare? You know how dare? Bloody how dare Karen. Karen. But like, I mean, as, I mean, I'm only 24, so I'm still a kid, so I'm allowed to play games. But I mean, as a 25 year old, as an old 25 year old, Zoe. Do you think it's okay to play video games? Of course it fucking is. So you're not a Karen then? No. Would you like to speak to the manager? No. <laughs> what take me for? Lisa and Marge are going to band practice again. Marge gives her advice, telling her to smile, be popular, boys will like her, and be invited to parties. That crushed me. True I road was to like, happiness. Marge, you absolute witch. 
Who mm-hmm. is she to tell Lisa that? Yeah, that's true. Don't like Marge. She's becoming my least favorite Simpson. Well, Marge overhears her being shit on by everyone at band practice, yeah, so exactly. literally drags well, Lisa out of there. Sad. Yeah, but she dragged Lisa out of there. Yeah. Telling her to be herself and they'll well, even be there when she's sad. Yeah, I like that. I was like, right, like I said before, it was a big deal that like a show in the 90s was talking about like mental health, even though they didn't really state it specifically. We can all gather what they're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was kind of nice that it wasn't a case of all this like heavy stuff as if like they're going to get Lisa to go to therapy and things like that. It was just a case of if you need us to be there, we'll be there. Yeah. You don't need to ask. And it's like, ugh, that was lovely. Yeah. It was a good support. Yeah. Network I appreciated moment. that. So back to the boxing again. Homer kills Bart so bad, but well, he nearly, he, does, he nearly does. Right up until Marge pulls the plug because Lisa has something to say. It's like, you can't pause an online game. I know it wasn't online, but it's kind of like that. Yeah. Like, Get the fuck out of my room. I'm playing Minecraft. I'm surprised he didn't strangle him in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I didn't yeah, think about that. Just virtually. Um, The family then go to the jazz hall because that's what Lisa wanted to yeah. say, to watch Bleeding Gums and his band play Lisa's song. And the episode ends on a high note, both literally and metaphorically. I mean, ever depressed, you know, you know, find a stranger, learn jazz, and poof, you're sweet. Yep. <laughs> I only mess no jazz's class. What is the meaning of life? That. Jazz. Mm-hmm. So how many jazz holes would you give it out of 10? Um, I'm going to say six. Six? So not as good as Bart the General? No, I think I kind of enjoyed getting to know Bart a bit more. I like this one because it touched on such a taboo subject at the time. Yeah. But also, I still don't like Lisa. Did it change your opinion on anything? I thought that it was nice that it kind of tied up a bit better than the one where Homer felt depressed for a bit. And then all of a sudden, everything was just brushed over and then swept under the rug. Yeah, true. But yeah, like if I feel like if it was one of the other earlier episodes, like we wouldn't would have never seen that jazz guy again, and it would have just ended with Marge saying, "We'll be there for you, Lisa," and then it would have just like <laughs> it just it. ended. Yeah, I, it felt more rounded out. Mm-hmm. And well, so, again, so did the last one as well. Well, again, the episode was written by John Swartzwelder, yeah. so it could be could be his magic touch. Yeah, he was t- touching on the dark subjects. Well, I don't know if this episode was, but I know the last episode was anyway. Oh. On a more serious note, obviously, this episode does very well at highlighting the epidemic of mental yeah. health. And this was in the 90s, especially during a time like this, though, mm-hmm. during a pandemic when we're all locked inside. Um, a lot of people are very vulnerable. It's a strange both, world. Yeah. A lot of people are vulnerable both physically and mentally. Lonely. And very lonely. They can't see their friends or support network. If yeah. you're listening to this podcast and you're having any trouble... Trust me when I say seek help and it is the best thing you will do. It will be the hardest step you will ever take, but I can promise you now that it will be the best st- step you can take. It is like a weight off your shoulders. A lot of people say, oh, but it's all in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand a broken leg is physical strain, but yeah. this is mental strain and it's just as real and it's just as problematic. Mm-hmm. If you have having any problems with regards to having thoughts about life not worth living, or having certain negative thoughts about yourself, or even just experiencing from anxiety, even just feeling or sad. just feeling sad, or just need a chat. Yeah, you know, even just if you're not feeling any way severe, but you just want to chat with anyone, always remember there's Samaritans. Shout! There's even Calm. There's lots of support networks in your local area. Mm-hmm. If, if you, you do a quick Google, Google search, them, you'll get the numbers. People will be there. There, a lot of them are twenty four hour services, mm-hmm. um, seven days a week. There will always be someone on the end of the line. There's other support networks. Obviously, in the UK, there's the NHS, 111 if it's a non-emergency, but 999 if it's an emergency. 
honestly guys take care of yourselves yeah you're never alone in stuff like this on that note this yeah. was a nice touching episode it was it was it was, it a was ni- deep but that's that's pick pick it up a little bit pick it up so we've went from quite a somber and obviously thanks guys for listening to that i understand that was a very serious part of the topic but i feel yeah. it's very important at this time yeah it's time to crush the taboo yeah of mental health exactly you, you aren't you aren't mental you aren't insane every there's there's no normal way to fail what is normal how long is a piece of string like yeah. it's different for everyone but it's definitely something that needs crushed mm-hmm. out of like just talk about it mm-hmm. just get talking just ask your friend you all right How's things going? How are you feeling at the minute, especially with everything that's going on? Yeah. Um, it, we all need each other now more than ever, really. Yeah, 100%. So on a on a lighter topic, or on a, on a lighter note, sorry, I should say, um, overall, these 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 two episodes, so mm-hmm. Bart the General, Moaning Lisa, you know, I think we're yes. going in a good direction. You give it a 7 and a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I think the last ones you give were like 2 and yeah, 1. Yeah, they were shite. So are we going in a good direction? I think so. If we, if we keep up, up this pace. The pace picked up a little. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that um, we've had episodes in this first season so far that have involved Homer and obviously now the two kids on the ones that we've just passed. Um, is Marge next? What's it's not that? next, but it is coming. Oh, really? In this season? In this season, okay. it is indeed. It's... Um, I think it's not next episode, but it'll be the episode after that. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned next week where we'll look at the next two episodes, which are The Call of the Simpsons and The Telltale Head. I love The Telltale Head. I mean, really? personally, it is a it is such a good episode. Is it's it your on favorite par. one in season one? Not favorite, but oh, it's it's one of them. Okay. The, the last three episodes in season one mm-hmm. are c'est magnifique. Okay. So stay tuned, guys, for when we cover those next two episodes if you guys have any suggestions of anything or any comments or you just want to give us a nice wee follow you can follow us on social media yes we got twitter at unpossible pod and, and instagram mm-hmm. what is our instagram handle i can't remember our instagram handle is the unpossible podcast but you can find us where you get all your podcasts on spotify on apple podcasts places like that So if you could give us a good rating, that would be fab. If you could leave some nice feedback, um, even some constructive criticism. But you can even email us um, at impossiblepodcast at gmail.com as well if you have any feedback. That is us for this week, Ryan. That is it indeed. So we will catch you next week when we will be discussing the next two episodes and I will be doing my best to change Zoe's opinion overall yeah. on The Simpsons. I mean, I, I just got to ask, was I successful? It's getting a little better. Well, but uh, I take still that as a win. not a fan of The Simpsons. I wouldn't recommend it to people. I, I take that as a win. Okay. Stay safe, guys. Take care and see you next week. Bye.